This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show who is never taking a vacation to Three Pines, Ryan Nelson. It's funny you mentioned that because uh, <laughs> I wish my work would punish me and send me to Three Pines. <laughs> it looks it looks beautiful, and I live in the U.S. I'm used to rude people and the murder. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. They just seem to have a really high rate of murder for that tiny yes, little town. Yes, they so, do. Yes, they do. Uh, if you've been listening to podcasts since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and make us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the entire first season of the Prime Video show, Three Pines. If you are new or regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get Patreon only content. You can support us at a three, five, ten, or twenty dollar level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. We are also now doing all of our shows ad free on Patreon. So if you're not wanting to listen to the ads, doesn't matter what level you support us at, three, five, ten, or twenty dollar level, you will get the show ad free on Patreon. So if that's something that if you'd like to get rid of all the ads uh, when they show up, then that's an option for you. Uh, if you can't be a patron, though, you can help our show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star rating there. And if you have time, write us a review while you're over there on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to interact with the show, you can also send us an email. Uh, any comments, any questions you might have, anything, any just any ideas you want to submit to us, uh, go to your email and send us an email at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Okay, so we are discussing, like I said at the beginning of the show, Three Pines. It is on Prime Video. Uh, real quick before we get into it, I always like to start us off with just some general thoughts. So what are your general thoughts on this show after one season? Well, I have to be honest with you, uh, and it involves vacation. This may be my wife's favorite book series of all time, and oh, my that? wife reads a lot of books. Well, there's a lot she of loves, books in this series, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of books in the, the Louise Penny Gamot series. In fact, we were going to Quebec. How were you? In uh, 2018, and like a Three Pines type uh, plot, my wife tore her shoulder at her grandmother's funeral when she slipped. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we could not go to Quebec, and then something called the pandemic happened. Yeah. And we have not been back to Quebec. But we were going to go, and there are a lot of... Um, things involving this series of books uh about gamache in quebec like that three pines where it was filmed is one of the areas that you can go to oh, that's cool. so i have to say i i have a lot of knowledge about this series <laughs> my wife has been telling me about this book series for 12 years right uh, so you know i know a lot about it but anyway i actually really enjoyed the show i, I thought you know well, i was i was talking to my wife today um of all the stuff we've covered, and we've covered some incredible acting, mm. I think Alfred Molina as Gamache may be the best acting we've seen. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm trying to think because we have we've covered some good stuff. Well, um, Gary Oldman, what we're covering next is up there. Yeah, he's up there. I would say Regina Hall in uh, The Watchmen. Yeah, she's probably that's probably my that's probably takes the cake for me. Yeah, I thought she was yeah. just phenomenal on that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you're right. Say, There's been some good stuff though. 
Yeah, uh, there's been some like Gene Smart hacks, uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges, and uh, the old man, old man. just because mm-hmm. he was just perfect for the role. But I would say Alfred Molina, what he's doing in this role, and I did some research because like when I told my wife a couple years ago when this series is coming out that Alfred Molina was cast as Gamache, she was excited. Louise Penny was like through the moon because she thought they were going to cast like some 35 year old. Right. And like when they've cast him, she was like, he is the perfect person. And he is. Right. Because he's such a good actor that you can, he can play just the, he's haunted by his past. Yeah. By what happened to him as a kid. He's also haunted that he can't save every life. Right. And when you can see a detective, especially in this day and age when, you know, and I, I'm sure we have some police listeners, they, they don't always have the best reputation. Right. And due to some bad, a few bad people, and as we see in this series, but like, uh, you know, he really cares. He wants to save every life. Right. He's haunted because he loves his wife so much. That he wants to be with her at all times and doesn't think, for some reason, doesn't think he's taking good care of her. Right. Like, every moment of this that you're with him, I was just blown away by his acting. And I know he's got a lot of, uh, like, the reviews you read are, yeah. are very uh, favorable to him. So I thought, like, him leading it just made this series just so much interesting and fun to watch. Right. Uh, I think if you look on IMDb, the reviews are are not as high as some of the other shows, but that's because the book readers don't like some things, not and really. they're the ones making the reviews. Because when I saw this had worse reviews than the Peripheral, I laughed. <laughs> yeah, this is a far better show than the Peripheral. It really it, is. It, this is Succession. Yeah, compared it, to the peripheral. Yeah, you know? it's really good. Uh, there are some. I do have a few issues with the back half, and part of it yeah. is. I really just wish they would. The only the only thing that really just holds me back from just like being like this is one of my favorite shows of all time is they wanted to make sure that they were telling the viewers no this is a TV show these aren't just four separate movies because yeah. it kind of feels that way I mean they've released two episodes at a time the episodes one and two released it on like at the beginning of December. Right, and it's you know when I first started watching this, I assumed that we were going to be trying to figure out this murder of uh, what's her name at the very beginning. I can't remember the the lady. Uh, the two. Uh, the model uh, person. I can't like that. I can't remember the the semi- two rivers. Blue two rivers. No, no, I'm talking about the actual. Uh, oh, Cece. Cece, yeah, Cece. A I, horrible human being. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's a horrible human being. I assumed that we were going to be like trying to figure out her murder over the course of the eight episodes. Yeah. And when I realized that when they actually figure out that it's the daughter who actually ended up killing her at the beginning, it's like, oh, I guess this is going to be kind of a murder of the week type show. And that's exactly what it ends up being. Well, it ends up being a book in two episodes. Yeah, so that's what it is. Yeah, it's a book yeah. in two episodes. So it's like I said, it's it's a new murder. It's a new mystery every single yeah. week. But the idea of doing the Blue Two Rivers thing from the start to the end, that's the where they're trying to say, no, we're doing a TV show. It's a TV show. It's going to it's going to all we're going to carry this plot line over the course of the entire yeah of the over the course of the entire season. The only reason I'm not just a huge fan of this is because by the time we in like the last two weeks, so episodes five through eight. It was like they couldn't figure out what they wanted to focus on. It's like, do we want to focus on the the yeah. murder uh, that he's investigating, or do we want to go back and focus on the blue part of it? And that's especially true in the last two, I thought. Right, I, I would agree with you. I, I went back and watched this, and uh, I actually enjoyed it more on the second watch, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it on the first watch. I agree with you. I, I like how the blue mystery is hanging over the whole series. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, and in fact, that's not in the book. 
Uh, I don't. I remember. I was reading up on it. I saw that that was not part of the books. Well, they added that because there's been a lot of this type stuff being found in Canada, right? And so, and Louise Penny is kind of like, we. I should have been covering this all the time. Well, and also Isabel Lacoste, who plays Ellie. uh, uh, Well, the actress who plays Isabel Lacoste, El El Mahai. I can't remember the French name. Tail Feathers Feathers is a Native American from a Canadian tribe. So right. Yeah, so I, I did like that, but I'm with you. The last two, the other, like the story before that about the the Moro family, mm-hmm. like the blue storyline is very little. Yeah, it's very little. But, but, but the blue really story in the last two, it's really bigger than the hanging storyline. And I wish so that, I could see that. Yeah, and that makes me kind of wish that. The, for the last two, if they if they wanted to really focus on the blue stuff, just then just make the last two about the blue stuff. I mean, yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, they should have done that. Yeah. And I guess they wanted to go ahead and include that fourth book in into the, right. the storyline. Uh, but that's the only thing I can well, it, come it, up it with. Kind of took away from that one because like the one about Cece, that one was really that good. was fantastic. I, the my, the first yeah. two episodes are my favorite of the show. I'm the, yeah. they are absolutely my favorite. And then I thought the one about the daughter. Who, um, the the daughter that her friend the the her dad's friend was trying to get her to go to New York, the girl right. that had eyesight. That one was really good too. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like you know, you're seeing more about uh, about what's going on. And I also love shows like this where, and in the series, the book series shows this especially when you have these quirky people that yes. live in the town. When you have a lady in a with a duck, yeah, <laughs> a, a sassy. <laughs> mean old lady with the duck that just shows up every once in a right. while and just causes havoc. I love that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just it's just fun. Uh, I'm with you. There were times where I thought, man, this is one of the best shows. But I, I was I was talking to my wife tonight. I was like, it's missing something. Right. But I think you'd be onto it. I think if they could have kept the blue storyline for this last episode, right. I like the way they wrapped it up and you found out what happened. Yeah, I do too. Upset that. This is the biggest show of Amazon the last half of the year, and they have not given it a season two yet, and yeah. they left it on a, a like such a cliffhanger. Yeah, uh, I know. I mean, it was Amazon, one of the things that they can. The, 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 one of the one of the ways that they did it, it kind of works really well for him is if they decide not to do a second season, then you can just assume that he dies. I mean, that's just. Right. But if they do, well, then you can just say yeah. that he recovers. So, and you can assume there's twenty something books. He's alive, right? He's alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but uh, you know, I, I didn't like the, I didn't like that knowing that there's not a season two. Now, I cannot imagine. Like I said, I was lo- reading uh, Louise Penny's Facebook, and she was talking about it's the biggest show in Amazon in months. On you know, right. on all sites it's far uh like it's hitting the top 10 and the you know i don't know if it's nielsen whoever does the stream yeah i'm not exactly sure who does the stream but yeah, yeah i know what you're talking about it's hit the top 10 yeah so i was like why is amazon like this seems like a show that you could do every year yeah and they i think that i think it will get a second season just because of that like i wasn't aware of how well or how well it wasn't doing on the, yeah. the streaming rankings but apparently it, it, based on what you're telling me it, it's done really well which doesn't surprise me because it is yeah. a very 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 good show uh yeah. and 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 you know gamash is the perot for sherlock mm-hmm. of of canada so right. like it is a beloved character right 
And then looking out for Molina is, I mean, he is what carries this show. I mean, there's no yeah. question about it. And look, he hasn't done a whole lot recently. Uh, he's not been... Spider-Man. Yeah, well, he did Spider-Man. He, he reprised his role as, as Doc Ock. But outside of that, that's, it's, that's there's not been a whole lot that he's done. Uh, he's been, yeah, he's done a lot of smaller stuff. I was yeah. looking at his. Uh, he has the most interesting and diverse... Uh, if you look at his IMDb for the first, like, 15 right. years... He plays every nationality. Yeah, yeah, he's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he starts out as we all saw him as the guy who gets killed by the boulder in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. And then he plays a villain in every nationality there is. <laughs> like I went through his thing. It was like Perez, Mahmoud, you know, right. Pierre or something. It was like, oh, he's just played every. He's like, you know, a brown skin right. guy that's not real white. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Every accent, like, he could play anything, and that's kind of what he's done throughout the course yeah. of his career. And like I said, he's he's slowly kind of built really up. Really good. Yeah, he, he's kind of slowly built up his stardom, and uh, you know, and I think probably his best known role is probably Doc Ock. I would have to guess from Spider Man yeah, Two. Yeah, and then obviously, like I said, he came back and reprised it in the most recent Spider Man uh, film, and yeah. he's great at both of them. And I read an article uh, that uh, the lady who's the head of Sony Spider-Man, who's the producer, Amy something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So when they were coming to him about the role, he went to her and said, yeah, Amazon wants me to do this series on this Louise Penny's book. And they were, and she was like, wait a second, they want you to play Dimash? <laughs> and and she and he was like yeah and he was like oh my god you have to do this you you look like Gamash you have to do this right. and so like 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 I said Louise Penny even the head of Sony superheroes was like this guy he's Gamash yeah and look he's just fantastic in the role I mean I don't know if he knows if he knew how to speak French before this but he does just a really good job Man, of speaking really it does. I mean he sounds like he sounds like he is from uh, French. Canadian uh, Quebec, a person who can speak fluently in both French and just kind of go, because that's one of the interesting things about the show, because it is in uh, the only French Canadian province in Canada, in Quebec. They, and I'm assuming that's what it is in in the actual province itself, where they just kind of oh, yeah. go back and forth between the two. Like I have been to Canada, yeah. my, my wife and I met on a church trip in Toronto. They don't speak. They don't ever go into French. Obviously, French and uh, English are like the two main languages in in Canada, but they always just speak in English for the most part up in in Toronto. Uh, now Toronto's got a huge like uh, multinational culture, so there's there's a lot of different nationalities up there. But for the most part, the, the native Canadian uh, population they speak nothing but 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 English. But I can see in in Quebec because the fact that everybody else is primarily English speaking I could see them going back and forth just kind of switching yeah. gears like they do so much in this show for going speaking English now all of a sudden they're speaking French and it's like they didn't even think about it right when I was researching that trip that was you know what they said was like you're going to run into people that just speak French right yeah, and like so, I said, most of them can speak. And in the yeah. show, they just go back and forth. I mean, it's like they're right, speaking right. English. And I thought it was just really cool because it does re- remind you that this is in Quebec. This is in the uh, the French-speaking portion of of, of the country. Uh, so uh, that's one of the things I liked about it. Look, one of the things, like I said, it's, I'm very torn on the whole Blue Two Rivers 
aspect of the entire show, just because, like I said, I think it they really struggle with the folk where they want to put their focus on in those last two episodes. Uh, but I like it in terms of just kind of giving a little bit of connective tissue throughout the entire course of the season. I thought that was I thought it helps there because otherwise yeah. it feels just like four individual movies is what it feels like. Right, right. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I kind of liked that that blue was hanging over because. Gamash and uh, Isabel uh, Lacoste, like it was constantly on her mind mm-hmm. as well. I like that they were, you know, like I mentioned earlier, tormented. That right. The fact that they have not solved this, and and also when you watch it again, you definitely notice that uh, his name was uh, his friend Pierre. Uh, was it Pierre? Oh, you talking about the guy who ends up killing? Pierre or not? Yeah, 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 yeah. You could see the little hints that he is guilty. Because, like, every time Gamash or Isabel comes up with something, like, they see that, oh, here's a picture of her in New York. They're like, her jacket's in the closet. You know, mm-hmm. hey, this is a picture that's obviously faked every time Pierre comes up with some other excuse of right. why that's true. So, like, when you watch it again, you're like, oh, man, they, he was giving her away that he was guilty. Right. That you may not. I didn't catch it. Right. So, yeah. I only watched it the one time. So, I, I, I have to go back and check it yeah. on the second. But, uh, if, yeah. I, I, I thought that was interesting, but I, I did kind of like that, uh, especially since this is kind of actually going on in Canada as we speak. I kind of like that. The, I like overall that it was hanging over the series. I'm with you, though. Uh, they could have done a better job of how they placed it because it did get conflicted on that last episode. Yeah, the last two episodes, like I said, I think it really conflicts. But like I said, one of the things I like about it, and you mentioned this there at the beginning of the of the podcast, there's a lot of issues in terms of how Canadians are treating Native Americans. And look, let's just be real honest with you. How Native Americans have been treated in our country and basically in all of North America for the most part, it doesn't get nearly as talked about as probably as much as it should. Right. I mean... We talk. We focus a lot on, and rightfully so, because of the fact that uh, Africans were slaved and they were brought over here in slavery, and there's so much focus on you know getting them reparations and all this type of stuff. That's where a lot of the political talk revolves around. But we don't think that much about you know just how awful we we took the Native Americans, we took their land from them, we forced them on the reservations. Yeah. Uh, many of them died just because they came into contact with Europeans because they came in contact with diseases that they'd never seen, and their small populations end up dying. And, and as a result uh, and like I said and then we just took their lands for the ones that did survive if you've ever watched any show like Reservation Dogs Longmire we make it almost impossible for them to get off the reservations yeah so like I said and that's one of the things that, uh, that I do like that they're bringing some attention to it and I don't think we've brought enough attention to it we're doing look we're yeah. doing a better job of this I mean mm-hmm. there's a I mean I don't know if it's officially been changed but Columbus Day I think I don't know. Like I, said, I don't know if it's official, but a lot of people now refer to it as Indigenous Peoples Day, uh, right? Because the fact that you know, look, Christopher Columbus. I'm glad that he, d- he came over and said because this is where we have our country, and you know, uh, but you know, he did some horrible things. I mean, let's just be perfectly yeah. honest with yeah. you. I know there's a lot of people who don't like to think of that because, like, uh, they say, "Well, we're just uh, we you hate our country if you if you talk about." But no, it's it's just. It's not history isn't something that actually should be celebrated or should be, uh, 
you know, talked about in a negative light. It shouldn't be a positive or a negative. It should just be history is history. You just need to learn right. from it. And it's that's kind of one of the things that I get frustrated with people when they want to celebrate things that these things. And it's not necessarily something you should celebrate, but it's just something we should learn from. Christopher Columbus, look, he was an explorer, and this is all part of colonization. And is they did some awful things, but we I'm not going to like feel bad about it because I'm here as a result. But right, right. Uh, that, but that's well, just kind of the, the fact of the matter. We learn we learn from our mistakes as Southerners. Yes, we especially do this. Yes, we do. We yeah, definitely yeah. do. So well, I, I know the two of I, two of us do. That's but right. I was going to mention you made a good point about that. We're trying to tell these stories because I know myself. I reckon recognize the mayor Tantu cardinal because mm. i've seen her in a lot of tv shows of late and she is a fantastic actor yeah she is she's really good yeah, and she was really good in this because you could never really figure out what she was up to right and she was uh she was holding everything close to the vest because you couldn't tell you know was she was she messing with gamash was she helping him right you know really all of the above to when you see the whole story but right. uh you know, it, she was such an interesting character, but I've seen her in a lot of shows because of late, she has been able to get roles because Taylor Sheridan is doing a lot of stuff in Native Americans. Mm -hmm. Wind River, Yellowstone has a lot of stuff. And so there's a lot more stories. Longmire, like I mentioned, Reservation Dogs. These act, these actors that have been neglected for a long time are finally getting a chance, and we're getting them in roles like this. It is a good thing to see because, again, she was fantastic. Right. And one of the things that makes this show work so well, uh, because obviously we talked about Alfred Molina. He's been, he was <clears throat> yeah. he was just phenomenal in this show. He was. But the supporting cast, it is an eclectic Group yeah. of, uh, three pounds is uh, basically I, look. I have not read the books. Your wife could speak to, to this better than than I could. But just from what I've gathered with, based on the show, it is a group. Three pounds is a town of very eclectic, weird, strange people. Yes, and the cast of this of this show is just phenomenal because they are really capturing just how weird and quirky all these people are. And I think that's it's probably the most important aspect of the entire show. Yeah, and I was just going to mention real quick, the only thing, and I saw this in complaints too on IMDb, the only casting that they really hate is uh, Rosef Sutherland as Jean Guy, because mm -hmm. you kind of see this in the first episode, Jean Guy is very big on fashion mm -hmm. and being kept very well. If you remember the first episode, he gets his shoes wet and he's really upset. Right. Well, he's really like that all along, and supposedly he's much more... Not that that guy's not attractive. He's more like, uh, like big into fashion and stuff, mm -hmm. like his suits and stuff. And that guy may have, to some people's liking, didn't pull that off. I, that I, was the only complaint. I thought he was great. I thought he was. Look, I thought he was. Look, I guess just because I don't know the character, I kind of thought, thought the guy was supposed to come across as an a hole, and I thought he was. I mean, yeah, that's kind well, of. Well, pretentious for sure yeah pretentious definitely because i mean he was very much like i mean he looked down very much on uh nicole nicole big time uh look yeah. nicole's and i've been told like that if they do a second season of this show she's gonna have a little bit there's gonna be a little bit more depth to her in the second season yeah. to, than what she got in here in the first season but ross sutherland uh who is uh Kiefer sutherland's half brother he, Which Justin told me before we, <laughs> I was blown away, shot by this. Yeah, and the, I didn't recognize them at first, but once I found out that they're half brothers, like, oh, okay, now I see a, a resemblance between the two. If you see the pictures of him without his facial hair, they do look a lot alike. Well, like I said, uh, pretentious is definitely true. I just like I said, yeah. he. 
I thought he was good. I, he was my least favorite think. character, but he was all. I thought he did a good job just because he was supposed to be. I think your least favorite. He he's a tough role. Yeah, he has. He's like, very tough role. You know, N- Nicole, as annoying as she is, and she was hilarious. Yeah, like he has to be mean to her. So that's you know that's a hard role to pick out. I, I thought Isabel was just fantastic, and she is such a strong right. role that you're kind of draw, more drawn to her. Right. Than the, other, the others of the of the. Uh, Detective team. Right. And what what uh, makes also Ross of uh, Sutherland's part so difficult is we're only seeing we don't know we don't see all the troubles he's having in his marriage and his family right, life. Right. We don't see any of this going yeah. on. So like I said, that's one of the things that makes this a little bit more difficult. Well, I like I liked every time he was kind of mean to Nicole and uh Gamash thought he was like, you know, at one time you were like her, and I had right. to rein you in. Right, exactly. So, uh, I, like I said, I, I just enjoyed the entire cast. I thought they did a yeah. fantastic job. And like I said, the entire town, I don't remember hardly any of their names. I'll just be perfectly honest with you. But yeah. they were just, I mean, they were just so unique and just yeah. so eclectic in what they were doing. It just made, it gave that town so much personality. And that's just what makes this whole thing so, so fun to watch because i mean even they even say this at one point in this when uh somebody says somebody says to gamash they said oh well you've you got to be i guess i guess you're being punished by saying be getting sent back to three pounds he's like no i, I kind of look forward to this and if this is a punishment yeah. i don't really see it as much of a punishment so uh yeah. he enjoys it because even though people kill each other all the time in this town but right it was just yeah, a, I, really good I, I mean, you gotta love the lady with the duck, Ruth. Yeah, I, I know mean, she's fantastic. Like, like her introduction, she's walking down the street, and someone's like, "Hey, Ruth," and she's like, "F off." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's just fantastic. I mean, she was she was great. And then the Morrow family, who owned the bed and breakfast, right, or the, the hotel, like you know, they were just that pretentious, always look guilty, right? Especially uh, Peter, the one, the brother. Like they always look guilty. They always looked like they were up to something. Like. Even when they were innocent, and one of them, I was just convinced they were going to be guilty. Yeah, because Peter always looked like he was. In, every, yeah. almost every murder he was. He looked involved like he about. was. He was involved somehow. And he always looked like he was. He, you kind of yeah. felt like he was going to be the guy who was going to be the guilty party yeah. at the end of it. So, uh, look, the first three weeks of episodes one through six, I thought the the murder they were focusing on, I thought it was. I thought the case was interesting. I thought the wrap up was interesting. Mm-hmm. The first two was just phenomenal i mean the way that she ends up uh killing cc uh, basically by setting right. up this like electric chair uh next to this skating rink i uh, like said so that was just a phenomenal episode in, it really opinion. was and that really showed off the town because when cc died the, the town's like good good she's gone <laughs> she was horrible she's horrible why do we want to well, we're, we're not really all that upset about her being gone so uh, and, and i remember they were like anyone may have got it they all hated her yeah <laughs> they, they all did and they all had reason to because she was an absolutely yeah, awful oh, human being so terrible. and it ends up being the daughter so like i said yeah. it was just it was just really good, and like I said, the only issue that I have is those last two. Those last two, because it seems like the murder that they're here about the hanging man, like it's just like they just solve it out of nowhere. Right, <laughs> He's right. like, yeah, says, go arrest them, and they're they're taking off, and like, okay, well, I guess that makes sense, I guess, and it just kind of wrapped up just all too quickly and all too conveniently, so they could focus on the Blue Two River stuff of it. Um, yeah, I really like the bear at the end of episode four. Yeah, mm-hmm. remember the grizzly bear that like stopped the the, the guy from getting away. Right. I thought that was interesting because it's like, oh, that's. 
that's not a black bear. That's a grizzly. <laughs> that's a grizzly you bear. have to be careful. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, uh, like I said, just good stuff. Uh, do we, anything else we need to talk about? Or do we go ahead and do our awards? Let me look through my notes real quick. Yeah, I think I think we're I think we're good. Yeah, yeah I thought, the only thing the book readers thought the town was a little bit more humorous and joyful mm-hmm. that it doesn't. It's a little darker in okay. this series, so they the town comes off that way. And uh, I thought one of the the if we were doing quotes. Uh, Gamash says this: "Grief feels like fear, but it's not. It's love with no place to go." Yeah, that was when a good I heard one. him say that, I was like, "Wow, yeah. that is that is an incredible quote." Yeah, that was a good one too. I enjoyed that a lot. So, all right, so let's get to some awards. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, every time we wrap up a season of a television show, we do six awards based on the six characters of Friends. We start with the Rachel, the star of the show. I think we, I both know. I think we know yeah. where we're both going to go on this one. But just go ahead and tell us where yeah. you're going. Uh, Alfred Molina, just the way that he plays this character, and just like he's he's very. Uh, He's silent, but he's also helpful. He's he's just so concerned, right? And uh, just just a great acting. Like when you can see someone who really looks like he's going through it uh, as the series goes on, man. That that's incredible acting. Yeah, it really is. I, I, he was just very impressive throughout the course of the entire season, and he's just. Like I said, I mean, he's just absolutely perfect for this. Like yeah. I can't speak to the books, but just in terms of what I'm gathering, what they, I mean, what he was trying to do, I think, just came off completely beautifully yeah. in this show. The fact that he's trying to portray this this detective who just wants to solve every case and wants to save every single person that he possibly can, and just realizing that he can't is just you know it just weighs so heavily on him. So yeah, the stuff I read, none of the book readers had a problem with him at all. Right. Uh, next is the Joey, a character that you just love in the star, but the character you just enjoy. Who is your Joey? I went with uh, Isabel Lacoste, uh, El Mahija. Mahija I'm, I'm not real sure. I think it's El yeah. Maija, I think, but I'm not sure. My, my, yeah. Tell feathers I get. <laughs> yes. I thought she was really good, and she was another one that was haunted that she couldn't do more. She's from here. Also, she is an interesting character because there's a lot of Native Americans like this that don't have a full tribe. She doesn't know her history. Right. So even though she is involved, she doesn't know. She, right. She's, that she's not as connected as, like, B is. Yeah, I think so, so too. I thought she, I thought she played that very well. Yeah, I thought she did a great job. I, thought, I was really impressed by her. You know, this is the first time I've ever seen her or anything. I mean, she may have done other yeah. stuff, but it's the first time I've ever seen her. So, uh, Next is the Chandler, the person who made you laugh the most. Who's your Chandler? I went with uh, Rosef Sutherland as Jean Guy and Sarah Booth as Yvette Nicole. I thought, especially those two together, I thought they were very funny. Okay, yeah, I just went with Sarah Booth as Yvette, but I can see why you went with both of them. Because they were, they were combined a lot. You're right. Yeah. Uh, next is the Phoebe, the oddball of the bunch. Who is your Phoebe? Well, anytime you have someone carrying around a duck, <laughs> she's got to be one of them, and that's Claire Coulter as Ruth, yeah. aka Duck Lady. And then I went ahead and put Tantu uh, Cardinal as B in this because, again, you never knew what she was up right. to. She always looked kind of guilty, but then she wasn't. I, I really, I really enjoyed her role. Yeah, I enjoyed it all. Look, I just went with the entire town of Three Pines because that's there. That's a good call. the The entire town is kind of this yeah. this weird eclectic group of people, and that's where I went with the entire thing. So that, that's probably the right call. That was a good one. Uh, next is the Monica, which is just another important character that doesn't necessarily 
fill any of the other roles. Who is your Monica? I went as uh, went with Anna Lamb as Blue Two Ribbon. Shut it up. I thought she was well. She haunts over the, the show. Yeah, haunts she, the show. Yeah. yeah, she haunts the entire show throughout the course of it. So, and her story yeah. is so so pivotal as we get to the end of it. So, and and the few times we actually saw her acting, she was very good. Yeah, you're right. I, I would agree with you on that. So, uh, last but not least is the Ross, the person you like the least. Who is your Ross? There's several of this. Oh, I you, thought, you could have uh, put a few people on here. I thought Simone Elise Gerard as CC has to be on here. Yeah, she's she was a good terrible. candidate. Uh, Frank Scorpion as Pierre Arnott. And then to me, Julian Bailey as Peterborough. He just, he was the real creepy one. I, I didn't like him. Yeah. I went with Ross of Sutherland as Jean-Guy Beauvoir. Uh, oh, yeah. Just because I thought he was supposed to be an a-hole in this <laughs> throughout the course. thing. I thought he, that he did a really good job being it. He nailed it. Yeah, he really <laughs> did. So uh, that's why I went, ended up going with him. So. All right, uh, we do have a five-tier rating system here on the Main Attraction Podcast. The top of our list is Game of Thrones, so if you're one of the best things we've ever seen, we give you a Game of Thrones. Just beneath it is a Lost. Middle of the road for us is Friends. Beneath a Friends is a Full House. At the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. Where are you ranking this show after watching the first season? There were times where I thought this was going to be a Game of Thrones, but uh, I think it's a Lost. And I think this show... If they get it right, if they get a season two, this is a show that has the potential to be a Game of Thrones. If they get what the kind of things we we're talking about, right. about like not having something hover over the whole right. season and taking away from the other murders. But I, I went with the loss. This is a really good show, and I hope they do more seasons. Yeah, I did the same thing. It, it, I really thought, especially after the first two episodes, I thought this was going to be Game of Thrones. I really yeah. did. And But like I said, as we... Especially if we got to the end, those last two episodes, like I said, it just they could not figure out what they wanted to focus on. So I ended up going with yeah. a loss for it. And I don't know if they'll do the thing if they do get a second season. If they'll do this thing where they have this like one thing that interconnects throughout the course of the entire season. I hope yeah. not because I think it does take away from the show. Uh, yeah. I, but that's just me personally. And like I said, obviously you agree with it. But yeah, I hope they don't. I hope they don't do that. I hope they give they gave the the focus and the emphasis they wanted to on the plights of the Native Americans in this area. And I'm hoping that they've done that. And they don't, or if they want to, if I'm sure, like, I don't know the stories. I'm sure there's probably a, a Native Americans centered story because there's a bunch of books. You know, just focus on one of those for the uh, the course of, of two of the episodes. Uh, but like I said, it's really really close to Game of Thrones, but it just it's just not yeah. quite there. So yeah. All right, before we sign off for the for this episode, we do want to do some recommendations that we have for you guys that are listening. Uh, what are some of your recommendations? All right, so I've got three. So the first is a movie that we're covering in a couple of weeks, The Menu yeah, on HBO Max. It's really good. I'm going to tell you, do not read anything about it. Do yeah, not, not read anything it. about it. It's very good. I don't want to go too much with The Menu. It's on HBO Max. Anya Taylor-Joy, Ray Fonts, Nicholas Holt, John Leguizamo. Great cast. Don't read anything about it. (laughs) Okay, Uh, I'm not. My second one, I kept seeing this movie trending on Netflix. It's from 2016, directed by Taiki Wahidi, called Hunt for the Wilder People, starring Sam Neill and the young man that was from the bad... the bad guy from uh, Deadpool 2, the young man, Julian Dennison, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. And it is really good. It's in New Zealand, where Taiki's from. And it's about a 13-year-old kid that's 
bumping from foster care mm-hmm. to foster care, and he gets stuck with Sam Neill and his wife, and then they end up getting lost in the woods, and it's a whole crazy story, but it's lot, very heartwarming. Tykey, so it's very funny as right. well. So it is, I would highly recommend it. I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed it, which I should have known, because Tykey's the best. Yeah, he's so, good. Yeah, and then, my speaking of Tykey, my brother-in-law let me borrow the What We Do in the Shadows movie on Blu-ray, and it's not streaming anywhere. You have to rent it. It is fantastic. If you love the TV show, you will love the movie. Yeah, all the same people in it, or is it just is no, it a new it's cast? totally different cast. Okay. Totally different cast. Now, Tykey is in it with yeah. Jermaine Clement. They are in the first season as their characters. When they go to the Vampiric Council mm-hmm. in the end of season one, it's them and Blade. Oh, okay. I got so, uh But it's there's different characters, including just some random guy that that they know named Stu that works <laughs> at a that's friends with someone and no, everyone loves Stu and no one wants to kill him so it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> they also have a feud with with uh, werewolves that's very funny right. so it's 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 very good I, I would highly recommend it and the last one is the pale blue eye it yeah I want to watch that I haven't, I haven't watched yeah. it yet starring Christian Bell uh, and it also it's about an 18 18- uh, a murder in the 1800s at West Point, and he, uh, Christian Bell plays the detective, and he needs help, so he gets one of the cadets to help him, and that cadet Edgar Allan Poe is, is Edgar Allan Poe, yes. So, very interesting. Yeah, I, I want to see it. I haven't watched it. I didn't have a chance to watch it this weekend, but I do want to see it. So, uh, all right. So first up for me, I've got uh, I, I wasn't. I remember not liking this very much when I first saw it when it first came out. Uh, I guess either last year or two years ago. Uh, the Bad Batch on Disney Plus. It's the animated show about. It's kind of like takes place after uh, the Clone Wars, and I don't remember enjoying and liking that much. But I'm back and rewatched it because the second season this uh, aired started this past week. I was like, you know what? I'll check it out again. I, I liked it more this time. I don't know what. I don't know what changed, but I liked it more this time because uh, I do want to watch the second season of it. So, uh, the Bad Batch is now out. There's, uh, I think they've got three episodes out now. Uh, if you want some Star Wars content to get you to, through until we get to the Mandalorian at the beginning of March, uh, go check out the Bad Batch. It's not, it's not the best, but I do like that. I did like it more than I remember liking it the first time that I watched it. Uh, second, uh, I ended up watching White Noise. You talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, look, here's the thing with White Noise: the Adam Driver, Greta Gerwig are fantastic in it. Don Cheadle is amazing. Uh, the child actors, really, really good. They uh, were really good. You know, I didn't mention them, but they were really good. The, the it is the setting. It is absolutely a beautiful film to look at. Uh, yes. It is yes. filmed perfectly. It is absolutely uh, marvelous to look at. I hated every minute of it. I hated every <laughs> minute of it. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. I love a good weird movie. I do. I love a weird movie. But it's got to be weird for a purpose. And this has no It has no purpose for being weird. It's just weird for weird's sake. I, 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 so I'm not rec- I'm saying don't watch White Noise unless you yeah. unless you don't mind weird for weird's sake then go at it. It, it this will be right up your alley but look Adam Driver is fantastic and like I said the acting is. is wonderful but I don't understand I still don't understand I watched that movie oh, I don't either yeah and I was like what are we doing here because I thought eventually like the weirdness of this entire movie would get explained by the time we got to the end of it no it's not <laughs> <laughs> well, the only thing that I could take, and, and I understand the book is about capitalism is bad. Right. 
And I, that, I, I don't really see how they're putting that in this film. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird. So, like I said, it's just a weird movie. And like I said, I don't mind weird. I like it. As a matter of fact, I love a good weird movie. But it's got to be weird for a purpose. And this one has no purpose for being weird. I mean, yeah. they're like this professor on Hitlerism. And there's a professor on... Yeah, that was a bit much. Iconicism. He, like, wants to, like, he wants to be to, uh, to Elvis that Adam... Uh, what's his name? Dr- Adam Driver's Dr- character is, is to, to Hitler. I'm like... What are we doing here? And they he like wears this weird judge's robe looking thing. <laughs> well, especially since at that point Elvis was beloved. Yeah, he was beloved. So like I don't I yeah, don't that, that part was weird, yeah. Yeah, like I said, it it was just weird. And now like I said I don't I like weird. I do. I really do. But if it's not have a purpose, then I just don't get it. So uh like I said, I kept waiting for something to like explain why all this thing was this entire movie was just as weird as it was and uh, they never did. So oh well. So we need a listener to watch it and so we could have a third talk about it next week. <laughs> yes, tell me about it. So uh like I said, look, I will recommend if you don't mind just something being weird for weird sake. It, that way if you if you if you don't have any if you decide well, to watch it's long this, too. That's yeah, it's two problem. hours and twenty minutes. And it's it's about forty minutes too long <laughs> to be perfect. That honest. last forty minutes, I don't know. I still don't have any clue what was going on. Yeah, I, I don't either. So anyway. All right. Uh all right, so we're gonna wrap this thing up here on three pounds. Anything else you want to add before we hit off? Appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.